coming to you from the Nasser Alexander Kuchecki Studios, this is The Right Hash. The Right Hash is brought to you by Slip Sweets and by Speedy Custom Sneakers. Now, let's spark it up with your hosts, Luke Nadkarni and Alex Thompson. Hello and welcome to the Nasser Alexander Kuchecki Studios on a rainy Saturday morning in April. A perfect day for the right hash. Talking about everything but the NFL draft, since we talked about that for three and a half hours earlier this week. Luke Ned Carney, Alex Thompson here with you. If you have not caught our NFL draft needs special, you can go back and see that on our Twitter or Spotify. Thanks to everyone who's tuned in so far. We have recovered from that show. Our vocal cords are fine. Our brains are fine. But I have to ask before we talk about sports, Alex, how was your holiday? It was good. Um, quick, I guess, <laughs> but it was never long enough. Yeah, it, it was good. It was relaxing. It was just another, uh, you know, uh, another celebration of, of life and good news for folks out there. If you missed 420, don't worry, because today is 422. Aptly put, aptly put. And in, at the, in the right hash, Nasser Alexander Kuchecki Studios really every day is 420 because we just approach the day with that that kind of mentality and well i mean for the the carolina hurricanes they they didn't have much to celebrate last night losing five to one to the new york islanders they still lead the series two to one but it's just it's it, it was a difference of night and day playing at pnc arena versus playing at ubs arena i'm trying i'm struggling to think of what the new Islanders arena is called. It's a, it's a nice new building, but, but last night, I mean, it was, it was like a, like watching a totally different team play watching two totally different teams play really. Yeah. I mean, and the, the, the score looks crazy, but to, to be honest, that was a, that was a one, one game for, you know, 50, 55 minutes. And uh, the Islanders put two empty netters at the end. They got two really consecutive quick goals with about four minutes left um it just really really unraveled for carolina in the last five minutes of that game otherwise it was close um unfortunately this is kind of uh business as usual for the hurricanes last year famously did not win a game on the road uh throughout the playoffs they won the first series in seven um not winning on the road a single time um they played the same Islanders team, uh, played the the Rangers last year, could not win in Madison Square Garden, lost that series. And uh, the Canes were facing an uphill battle coming in. You know, arguably their two best pure scorers uh, on the roster are out losing uh, Max Pacioretty uh, right after the All-Star break. After he had just come back from uh, tearing his Achilles, he hits a divot on the ice, tears his Achilles again. Um, and then we lose Andre Svechnikov about three weeks ago, which, uh, you know, I, just outside of his pure hockey ability, just what he brings from, a, uh, you know, a, he, he can kind of do everything. So it, he just – you lose a lot of flexibility when you don't have him. He's one of our bigger players. Uh, so you lose some physicality, which to me, if you watched that game last night, it was very clear who the bigger, more physical team was, and they're the ones who wound up winning that game. So – um, that the Canes also last game in game two lose Tavo Taravainen to a really dirty slash 
uh, from the Islanders breaks his hand. Sounds like he's going to be done the rest of the way as well. So uh, three of the Canes top five forwards on the roster, not with them. It's, it's tough. Thankfully this Islanders team is just really not good offensively. So they, they have a little bit of a chance, but um, you know, they're, that they're, they're getting healthy. The Islanders are getting healthy at the right time. And the Canes health is trending downward more than ever before. So it's, it's a tough road to hoe. Not really sure what the Hurricanes are going to do at goal. R- Ranta was definitely not the problem. Uh, Ranta has played a good three games, I think. But uh, Rod has really loved rotating his goalies. So we'll see if – I don't know if Freddie's going to be good. He's been sick, I think, the last couple of games. He's been scratched. It's been Kachetkov on the bench. Um, so we'll see if maybe he switches to Kachetkov to give Ranta a break. Maybe brings Freddie back. But that, that's pretty much where the series is now. It's um, – the Canes have the better roster, but the Islanders have, uh, I, I, I think, a better uh, roster complexion for the playoffs, if that makes sense. Yeah, and in, in the league, in leagues like the NHL and the NBA, which we'll be talking about uh, a little bit later, it, it almost it almost matters like that because the playoffs are such a large part of the season if you make it there it's a two-month grind it's not like March Madness where it's compressed into a couple of weeks um other results from last night just kind of recapping uh recapping other series Bruins beat the Panthers four to two Boston now leads that series two to one uh the Wild beat the Stars by another five to one score Uh, Minnesota the lower seed in that series now leads two to one and the Kings also lead the series over the Oilers after the Oilers, the Oilers after an, a three to two overtime victory. That's two to one. And coming up today, Golden Knights, Jets, Maple Leafs, Lightning. Those are both tied at one. Devils and Rangers. Rangers are ahead two nothing in that series. And the Avalanche and the Kraken. Kraken making their first playoff appearance in franchise history. And they've, they've now made the playoffs in 50% of their, of their seasons. Um, that game in Seattle at uh, 10 o'clock. Tonight, that's a one-to-one series as well. So, really, a lot of a lot of good series here here in this NA, these NHL playoffs. Uh, these this first round is is really the best the best part because everybody's playing. You know, you just have your pick. It's a, it's one of my favorite words in the English language. A smorgasbord of hockey this weekend. Yeah, and the last couple of years, the first round of the NHL playoffs has been absolutely amazing with. Lots of game sevens, lots of overtimes. Um, and that's, you know, if, if your team is playing in those, uh, there, there are really very few more gnawing feelings than being in a hockey overtime in the playoffs. Um, because just any small thing and, and your game's over. Um, but it, it's been a pretty interesting first round so far. Uh, I've been really surprised with how well Florida has hung around with Boston, even taking a game in TD garden. Um, that that's something to keep an eye on. Um, <laughs> I, I hate this Toronto and Tampa series because they both wear the exact fucking same jerseys. They're exactly the same colors uh, w- without the, ho- the home ice logo. I would have no idea what building it's being played in. Um, and th- they've been like seven, one, seven, two, absolute, uh, smashers in both of those games. Neither neither game has been very close. Um, so that that's going to be a really interesting one to watch. A lot of offensive firepower on both squads there. Um, the only the only matchup without uh, 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 both sides winning at least one game is this Rangers Devil series. And um, you know, kind of what I expected. The Devils were a really good regular season team, but 
this Rangers has nothing but playoff experience uh, through and through. They add Patrick Kane at the trade deadline. Uh, he's just now getting kind of to his, um, you know, get, getting his footing used to his line mates and just being in New York in general. And it, that they're, they're beating the crap out of the devils right now. And it's kind of fun to watch. I'm, I'm not rooting for the Rangers, but I really don't like the devils. I've never liked the devils. They were, they were the hurricanes kind of rival, um, outside of Buffalo, but you know, as far as like a playoff rival goes, the devils have been the Canes devil. I mean, a playoff rival since the Eric Stahl, Cam Ward, uh, Justin Williams days. So anytime I get to see the New Jersey Devils knocked out of the playoffs, it's a good day. I was interested in that series just because of the proximity. It, it, it's, it happens a lot in, in the NHL. Like you have, you, you have teams that are really close to each other, playing each other in these hot, hotly contested playoff series. And it, the Rangers are the superior team, but I, I, I wondered if there was just that, that kind of factor would play into it. I'm thinking of the Seinfeld episode where David Putty dresses himself up like the devil and then screams at that priest in the car, like go devils or something like that. And that's, that's about the only good thing that's happened for the devil. So, so far. Um, and it's just, it's di different than in like college sports, because in the first round of a tournament, you would never see teams that close to each other playing against each other in, in the first round. So it, I think it adds a little bit of an edge to it. Um, ideally the hurricanes are going to knock the islanders out so we wouldn't get like a rangers islanders playoff series but but that would also be really cool and it's something that really you only see in hockey in hockey because at least in that part of the country because it's the only league where three teams are that close to each other so so as far as what i'm concerned about the capitals are playing golf right now so i'm mostly just rooting against teams and i'm rooting against pretty much every team in the east um, I, I guess, I guess I'll root for the hurricanes cause I want my friends to be happy, but, uh, traditionally anywhere, any team in the Northeast, North of Washington, I, I, I pretty much hate them. Doesn't matter if they're in Canada or the U S uh, I don't want to see them win. I don't want to see the lightning win either because they win too much. So it's just, these NHL playoffs have just been kind of a, a, a big lead balloon for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Uh, I, I have a dog in the fight, but the only other team that I'm even remotely interested in seeing win uh, is Florida. And that's just because I want Boston taken out. Um, I've heard far too much about them and but credit where credit is due. They're a phenomenal hockey team. I, I, as, as much as everybody on the face of the hockey planet hates Brad Marchand, that the dude's a, he's a great hockey player. He's, he's dirty, but hockey is kind of allowed. Um, I, I, I have a thick, disdain for boston but even more so this year after they broke all the regular season records and whatnot um that florida is the only team i'm really pulling for eh, all the other series eh, who, who, who cares i'll deal with them if i have to deal with them hopefully the canes get to see a second opponent um thankfully we have four games in in pnc so uh ho yeah hopefully we have four games in pnc i should say <laughs> I wonder how I wonder how my cousin from Boston would feel about that latest uh, that latest Your cousin right there. from Boston. <laughs> well, I do have a cousin who's a Boston sports fan, but he's he's 
from Portland, Oregon. So it's, it's a long story. <laughs> so he's kind of, kind of like the Boston in, in our family. Um, but anyway, hey, I'm, I'm a Jaguars fan and I've been to Jacksonville for like 12 hours in my entire <laughs> life. So and, and that's about happen. all you need. To, that is all the time you need to spend in that town, unless you're there for the cocktail party. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't get out of the state fast enough, but go Jags. <laughs> <laughs> well, from NHL to the NBA, and this is that time of the year where this all just runs concurrently and professional sports fans, uh, they, they they really just eat it up. And of course, similar to my hockey team, my basketball team is nowhere to be found in, in these NBA playoffs. Uh, just in that that purgatory, as usual, Wizards did just fire their GM, Tommy Shepard. So a front office shakeup is coming. But as for the teams that are actually in this, I, I mean, there's a couple series to me that stand out. Um, first one, obviously, is the Sacramento Golden State series. Two teams in proximity to each other a team in the Kings that hasn't done shit in the last two, two decades. So their fans are just eating it up and enjoying it. And of course the, the Warriors are who they are. Uh, the Lakers Memphis series, long plane rides across the country for, for a Western conference series. Uh, but I, I, you know, I had a, had a feeling that the Lakers would be competitive in this one and they are. And over in the East, I'm really just enjoying the hell out of watching Joel Embiid. I know he should have gotten thrown out for kicking Claxton in the nuts. Yeah. Um, and I know all the Georgia fans who are listening to this show are like, yeah, Claxton, that's our guy. But, but I'm just really enjoying watching Philly beat up on Brooklyn. Just, you know, have, having, having a lot of Philly flavor in my family. We, we've always, we've always been, been very united in the anti New York front. So watching, watching Philly, hopefully be able to finish off this series against the Nets here. Uh, that that'll be really nice. But that game three was like a freaking war on a basketball court. And I'm intrigued to see what game four is going to be like. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure how. In that game, James Harden's the Sixer that gets thrown out of that. Ultimately, uh, yeah, Embiid 100 should have been thrown out. But uh, as the rules expert said, it they go off of where the first contact was, which I guess apparently was on his leg and not in the groin. If the first contact had been on the groin, like like what Harden did, um, he would he supposedly would have been thrown out. I. I, I think if that happens in the third quarter, he's thrown out. They didn't throw him out because it was the first quarter. Um, dude, if you get if you get punked, and this isn't a diss at Nick Claxton because he's been phenomenal uh, since he cut his hair, honestly. I, I don't know what it is. Um, he's been a different player. Uh, you get dunked on by Nick Claxton, and then he starts to step over you, just take your L, man. You know, you're, you're Joel Embiid. You know, just let him have it. Go back down there and shove it down his throat. Don't don't give them a launching point to try to change this series. And, um, you know, that I guess good news for him is the Sixers just have a squad that's too good to lose this t- to this Nets team. Um, the, 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 the Nets are here only because of the players they used to have earlier this season and really no other reason. Um, I, of course, I've been interested in the Kings Warriors series. I'm a, I'm a Warriors fan. Yeah, yeah, let me have it. But I'm a, I'm a Warriors fan because of Clay Thompson. You've probably heard me make this uh, make my case on the show before. But as a, as a Warriors fan on the East Coast, I feel like I do have to make a case because there's a lot of Walmart Warriors fans. Um, you could probably lump me in there, but it's not because they've been winning. I liked them before they were, they were really winning. Um, been an interesting series. Uh, kind of cool to see Harrison Barnes have a little bit of a complete circle. Um, you know, after their, after their first uh, couple of titles, he was one of the folks that was um, let go to make room for Kevin Durant. Uh, and he's, he, he wasn't first uh, in Sacramento. I want to say he was like in Dallas or something, but then wound up coming back on his second deal. 
to Sacramento and Sacramento has been the basketball story of the season, I think. And, and, and rightfully so it's nice to see light the beam uh, being kind of a popular reference. Now it's a really cool uh, little thing that they do once they win. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of just the color purple. So their their uniforms, their, you know, a lot of stuff about Sacramento. I like, they just haven't been good in our, in our lifetime, really Luke. So it's, it's cool to see Sacramento doing well. Um, I, I don't know where that series goes. Um, Sacramento did a great job winning both of their home games. They were both close. Um, obviously the Warriors are going to get Draymond Green back. Uh, he, he had to sit out last game and, uh, it's good. That's going to be an interesting series. Would not be surprised to see that one go seven. Yeah, definitely not. The, the King Kings owner, a native of Mumbai, India as well. So also a, a good reason to root for them from my end, but to your point about Clay Thompson, like the NBA, as I've gotten older has been a player's league. You know, I obviously root for the wizards. That's the team I grew up watching, but I've got favorite players all over the place. You know, Joel Embiid, I'm a big Luka Doncic fan. You know, you know, Steph is a guy, a guy I enjoy watching. I enjoy, I'm not a LeBron fan, but again, I enjoy watching him play basketball. I, I could go on and on about just individual players, you know, John Morant. Uh, so th- that I think is what carries the NBA and having that star power in the playoffs is I think what, what drives a lot of the interest because, you know, as far as this Brooklyn Philadelphia series for us, as interesting as game three was, it's still a three, nothing series and it's not very competitive. So, and, and I think you get more of that in the NBA than you do in the NHL, these early round blowouts. <laughs> so I, I just want, I, I, I talk on Twitter about like, oh, I love this NBA player. I love that NBA player. You know, it st- doesn't mean I'm a fan of the team per se, but, but you know, if you, I can watch a seven footer who shoots three footer three pointers, like their free throws and steams down the lane and dunks, like I'm going to be into that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what we don't really have, I mean, even though I'm from the, the, the basketball state of the, the country in North Carolina, um, and Luke, you, you've, you've lived here a better part of your adult life. Um, the, the Hornets have just never been the biggest draw as far as getting hometown uh, fanhood because they've never been really that they've never, they've never been good. They were in New Orleans for a while um, as a completely different team name. Uh, just kind of, kind of weird. So we never got to latch our feet into the ground on the Hornets. And, um, you know, that, that their, their roster building maybe eventually one day. I, w- I would love to just sink my feet into the ground and be a Hornets fan. A, their colors are top two or three in the league. The, the, the teal and purple, uh, especially you go back to some of the old 90s, uh, um, you know, like uh, wind jackets and uh, j- just some of the vintage Hornet gear is is, is second to none. Um, but what, what we've had to, like you said, follow certain players. I'm sure you follow uh, maybe some of your old UVA guys, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Kyle yeah, Malcolm Guy. Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon just got sixth man of the year. Yep, exactly. Ma- Malcolm Brogdon has been doing it under the radar in Indianapolis and in other places, uh, a couple of uh, a couple of years, but really since coming out of UVA, uh, I, I of course will follow most of the balls that are in the league, but you know, otherwise we don't have a lot of ties geographically to teams. So we, we have to follow player by player. So in, in North Carolina, you're going to have a lot of Warriors fans because Steph played at Davidson and that that's, he's been the most interesting player probably 
over the course of the last 10 years and the NBA to watch. Um, mo- moving on from that real quick, uh, and, and it's going to transition into my next point. This Grizzlies-Lakers series has probably been the, the series I was most interested for coming in to, to the playoffs and has uh, lived up to those expectations. It has been a fantastic series. Um, two, two very, very different teams, but, but both really good in different ways. Um, and what this transitions into is I, I'm kind of a Grizzlies fan. Not really. You know, they're in the state of Tennessee, but just barely. Memphis is barely in Tennessee. Um, however, the, the the Grizzlies have brought back like that chippiness, that that pettiness, and for for some for some of the wrong reasons, I, I'll give that to you. Absolutely, some of the wrong reasons. But what John Morant has been doing off the court, some on the court, but overall, Dylan Brooks and, and, and Jaw Desmond Bain that they have they have re revive the the villain role what we haven't had that in what feels like so long you can say that lebron maybe was a villain just creating a super teams and i i would maybe agree with you but just as far as like helping cultivate the emotions of a league one of the issues i've had watching the nba for the last five or ten years is it seems like everyone has just been so happy to play with each other they just want everyone to have a good time no one to get hurt everyone to have a good opportunity to play with each other. Let's go just form a super team so we can all win a ring and have our legacy, whatever. And the, the Grizzlies is just like, fuck that noise. Like you're a bitch and we're going to tell you you're a bitch and, you know, might go beat you up at a mall afterwards as well. Um, so I, I've enjoyed the dynamic that the Grizzlies have brought back to the NBA because I think we're starting to see that ripple out through the league and what you can watch a lot of these games, especially some of these East coast games. Um, and they're just chippier than they were two or three years ago, even for playoffs. They're just chippier guys are not taking as much shit. There is not any of this Jersey swap bullshit going on after games. Uh, I, I, I like this kind of new NBA. And I think if we can keep that and cultivate it, keep, keep it healthy, keep it genuine. But that's going to bring a lot of people back into watching NBA more than just for gambling reasons. This Grizzlies team reminds me a hell of a lot of that Portland Trailblazers teams from the early 2000s that the Lakers used to go up against. You guys like Damon Stoudemire, Rasheed Wallace, Brian Grant, uh, Arvidas Sabonis. Uh, like that, those, those were fun series to watch because those teams fucking hated each other. And, and I, I agree with you. I like that the, the – Grizzlies have kind of brought that back a, a little bit. And game three of that series is in Los Angeles tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern tip on uh, on TNT, I believe. So um, I think, they, of course, Jack Nicholson will be will be courtside like he is uh, at, at every Lakers game. Um, that was the ESPN, by the way. Oh, ESPN. Okay. Well, it, it's on TV. You can watch it somewhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, first, first uh, Lakers playoff game at, at Staples Center um, of, of these playoffs. And the other LA team, the Clippers, is taking on a team who has another one of those players that I really like. And we're actually getting two Staples Center playoff games today because the Clippers Suns game is at 3:30. That one's on TNT. But Devin Booker with the Herculean effort in game three to put Phoenix up. And they, they you know, they say this cliche, which I really hate. It's not a series until a home team has lost a game. Well, in this series, a home team has lost a game and Phoenix has the upper hand. 
Yep. And this is, uh, it's kind of an unfortunate series because Kawhi Leonard's going to be out again. Um, obviously Paul George out for this round. Um, it's just, it's just not the full strength Clippers and, uh, you know, that's the risk you take when you build your roster with those types of players. Um, and that's not to say anything bad about Kawhi or Paul George, but they have a history and their injuries require significant consecutive time off uh, just to even get better, get, get back to where it could come back and nag you again. So, you know, it, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't with signing those kind of players. If you have a chance to add Kawhi Leonard to your roster, I think most teams would jump at the opportunity. But then you get caught in a, in a scenario like this, um, and it's, you know, <laughs> would, you, would you rather have someone else taking up that roster spot? Y- yeah, maybe. Uh, we have to remember that they also had John Wall on this roster to start the year. Um, so they're – it seemed like they were trying to emulate maybe a little bit of what was going on with the other team that plays in that building with the Lakers bringing in older veterans. Um, I guess just the difference is the the Lakers haven't had uh, as much reliance on guys like that as the Clippers do. Um, And it's just, (laughs) it's hard enough to outscore the Suns when you're, you're full strength, but when, when you're missing, arguably your two best players. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. They're, they're flying too close to the Suns right now. <laughs> I think they're going to get burned. And unfortunately the Suns don't have Mikhail Bridges anymore. He's in Brooklyn, but he was my favorite player on that team. Super fun to watch has never missed a game in his NBA career. Uh, he's an so, amazing player. I just, like yeah, him a he lot. Is, he's phenomenal, phenomenal to watch big baseball fan too. a uh, big, big Phillies fan, unfortunately, cause he's from there and went to Villanova, but um yeah, he's he was all he's been one of my favorite players for for a few years, and well, that's that's pretty much all the NBA wisdom I have because, like I said at the beginning of that segment, my team is nowhere to be seen. The, the Wizards are in that purgatory. Who the hell are we going to draft? Are we going to fuck it up? Yeah, that's a, that's a familiar familiar spot for me and, and Armand Kuchecki to be in. Yeah, you guys honestly just need to let Brad Beal go because he signs long-term and then bitches about being there and he costs yep. too much money for you to do anything else. And as much yep. as I like Brad Beal, he, 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 needs to be, he needs to be Robin. He needs to be a Robin on a team, not a Batman. Um, Agreed. But uh, the, the last series I want to touch on because it has been uh, – it, it got altered greatly in game one is Bucks and Heat with, with Giannis going down um Tyler Hero breaking his hands uh two of the four biggest players um in that series going down it is currently tied 1-1 um Jimmy Jimmy Butler's the best player left in that series I think at this point and if Giannis isn't able to come back uh watch out for the Bucks getting eliminated here and uh the, the Heat have a really really good path to make a pretty decent run because neither the Cavaliers nor the Knicks scare me more than the Heat do um, it's just, can you, can you replace what Tyler Harrow gives you, um, is where they are that they, 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 they have some of the guys, Max Struess has been really, really good for them. Um, and, uh, even when hero was, was healthy, he, he was good for them, but stepping up, um, a little bit more into, uh, the spotlight, he's, he's done a good job trying to at least replace some of the scoring. So that that's, that's the series that I'm keeping my, my side eye on the most, just, when you lose a player like Giannis, anyone can beat you. So 
um, that that's been an interesting series. I mean, you've only got like 17 TVs in your den, so it's kind of hard for you to take your eyes off of any series. What I don't understand is why can't they just go get another Uncle Sukumpo? Don't they have like four over there? Yeah. Like are on all of them? Can't they just put two together and make one Giannis? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That'd, that'd be really funny. I'm thinking of putting putting me and my brother together and making a super brother. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what we'd be good at. I guess eating. That that'd probably be it. <laughs> Definitely Eat, not basketball. <laughs> eating and the right hash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm the only one of my brothers who who enjoys the right hash, the show and otherwise. It's it's kind of unfortunate. I'm the the, the outcast in the family, but <laughs> switching my gears here cast. here a, a little bit. Um to the, to the baseball field, and it's just kind of a, this is our spring potpourri show, and spring wouldn't be spring without baseball season, and I, I guess we'll start an MLB because, uh, actually, actually, it's a bit of a crossover. We'll, we'll start an MLB, but what I want to talk about is something that's been 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 taking the league by storm the last couple, couple of weeks, and there are Campbell Camels alumni making no, waves in Major League Baseball. Dude, it's it's so much fun to see um and you know for for, for the listeners here you're, you'll know that i'm i'm vol baseball through and through we had the series with campbell last year i was 100 percent rooting for tennessee but graduated from campbell campbell is near and dear to my heart justin Hare has done such a phenomenal job with that baseball program um you know we have cedric mullins who's been you know kind of carrying the torch for campbell baseball in baltimore for the last couple of years but just recently, uh, probably my, my favorite uh, camel, um, Zach Neto, got called up to the, to the Angels. He was the 14th overall pick uh, to Los Angeles in this year's baseball draft and has already pulled up playing starting shortstop for them. Um, had a game with a couple of doubles. He's already you know got a couple of hits in, in just a few games and um, made a web gem nominee last night at shortstop as well. So, uh, you know, warms the cockles of my heart to see to see the humps uh, being represented coast to coast. We've got a couple more guys, especially on the pitching staff uh, from from this year's squad that I have no question uh, will be in the major leagues in some form or fashion coming up. But it just goes to show what coaching can do. Campbell has no no business whatsoever having this type of talent uh, going into the majors. You know, first round guys that. that the, the, the school has no business doing that, but the, the coaching, the resources they've dedicated to it um, and that the attitude they've taken has, has taken recruits by storm. They're top. They, they've been top 10 for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'd be surprised if Campbell's not hosting uh, a super regional, which is weird to say that Campbell is going to be hosting a super regional and Tennessee is not um, the, my, my, my dream scenario is for Tennessee to get put in the Bowie's Creek regional. I'll just tell you that right now, if Tennessee gets <laughs> placed in a Bowie's Creek regional, uh, go ahead and dig six feet deep because you can just lay me to rest right there. I will have seen it all, um, <laughs> but man, it, it's been so fun. Th- thank you for shouting that out and giving me a chance to just uh, give them the recognition on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Cedric Mullins has Baltimore in second place and a very, very tough American league East Tampa Bay is 17 and three, man. That's outstanding. 11 and 0 at home. Uh, but everybody in the AL East is above 500, including last place. Your cousin from Boston, the Red Sox, are at 11 and 10. Um, so it's going to be a fun year in that division. Cedric is perfect for some of these new rule changes, too. Um, with the bigger bases, that's like his eyes light up. As soon as he gets on base, <laughs> it's an automatic stolen base. Yep. So if you have Cedric Mullins in fantasy, um, 
yeah, his, his, his bat probably needs a little bit of work. He's still a young guy. Um, he doesn't need to be worrying as much about swinging for power. Just get on base centric and you're, you're going to score, man. You're so fast. You're so good. Uh, but yeah, sh- shout out to the humps in the, in the majors. And over in the NL East looking like a, another Braves Mets race uh, in the, in the, in the, that division right now, those are the, well, actually the Marlins are a game over 500 at 10 and nine, but Braves 14 and six Mets 14 and seven. Um, I've, I've been really impressed with the play of Matt Olson this year um, and Sean Murphy too, just to lump, lump those two in from that uh, for the former A's who are going to be moving to Las Vegas. But uh, I, I don't think there's any question who won that trade going back a year or two, but uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Olson had yeah. a, a 420 plus 20 foot home run in San Diego the other night. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, 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 the Braves walked in and just swiped the two good o- Oakland athletics the last two off seasons. Uh, bringing Matt Olson and Sean Murphy over in deals for, you know, just prospects basically um, had, had to get rid of uh, William Contreras, uh, unfortunately, which I, I really liked him, but <laughs> you got Sean Murphy and Travis Darno rotating behind the dish and at DH, you got to love it. Um, the, the, the Braves are doing what they're doing with some pretty significant injuries up to this point, losing Max Freed in the first couple of innings. Um, he is back. He has already tossed another win. So nice to have him back still without, um, uh, Michael Harris, uh, lost him early, uh, still without, um, uh, oh my God, I'm just drawing a blank. Arcia, uh, Orlando Arcia. Yeah, Arcia. All I could think was Adrianza because that dude lives in my mind, uh, permanently, but yeah, uh, Orlando Arcia. Of, of course we bring up Vaughn Grissom, who I think a lot of folks thought, you know, when we let Ansby sign with the Cubs or didn't offer him the money that he wanted, that Vaughn Grissom was going to be our guy. Uh, he got sent down to AAA in favor of Arcia, who, by the way, was a higher ranked shortstop prospect than Dansby Swanson. I did not know that, but going to the Brew Crew, he was a higher rated shortstop than Dansby, the number one overall pick that year. Um, he, he, Arcia has done a phenomenal job, but Von Grissom has done a really, really good job too. The problem is he's still very uh, unreliable on defense and it's going to cost him against really good teams later in the season if they don't improve that or get Arcia back. So um, that's really the only problem for Atlanta right now. They're making it through with their their rotation, waiting on getting Mike Soroka back. He's, he's tossing a triple A right now, doing pretty well with his rehab stints need to keep him healthy. Bryce Elder has been uh, a, a really nice uh, bright spot on the pitching staff. Um, it just, it just roster composition from Atlanta. They're very resistant to injuries right now. Um, they have a lot of really, really, really good plug and play guys that you probably never heard of, but would be in the starting lineups for, you know, uh, other mid grade teams they would be starting for. They're coming off the bench for Atlanta. They're filling in. Uh, Hilliard has been phenomenal in that regard, filling in at center, sometimes at left. Um, so I, I'm i just happy with the squad. And then to top it all off, Ronald Acuna Jr. has been back to Ronald Acuna Jr. things. Um, he looks healthy, looks fast. I, I, I just keep him healthy. We're doing all this without Albies even hitting well at all. Albies is in the slump of slumps. Um, so just, I, I, I think this is me not even being biased. I, I, if you listen to this show, you know how 
based I try to be with my bias and where I think my teams are. Outside of Tampa Bay, the Braves are the best team in baseball. They're the best team in the National League. I'll go that far. They're the best team in the National League. Yeah, I mean, so far it, it, it's it's seemed that way, and we're about a month through the season, and it's it's nice it's nice to see them playing well. And I'll say, Brandon Gauden has been a gem on play by play on TV, oh. and he slid he slid in, and he's just done a phenomenal job. He's loosened up Jeff Francoeur a little bit. Um, and, and they just, those guys just have phenomenal chemistry. And I love, <laughs> I love the occasional game when Peter Moylan slides into the booth. Dude, the, the Cardinals already hate Kerry. They're like, can we get this guy out of the box? <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. Half the shit he says doesn't even make sense. And I, I'm like, uh, I, I miss him because I miss the voice. I don't miss right. what he says. Does that make right. sense? Like, absolutely. Like, the, the, the voice is the sound of like TBS Braves to me, but what he doesn't make any sense when he talks anymore. Absolutely. Right. That is, that is completely an accurate statement. Um, so it's just funny to see him kind of go quote unquote back home to St. Louis and then just immediately not, not be accepted by most <laughs> of the fan base. But to your point, Brandon Godin grew up a Braves fan, grew up, you know, calling Braves games in his head, you know, as many kids, that, you know, they have the shot clock winding down and they're shooting the basket. They're, this guy is already in the booth as, as a kid calling the games. And I, Luke, I'm, I know that's something that you can identify with. I'm sure that's something that you grew up doing, just making the calls, calling games, you know, while watching them on mute. And it's just been awesome to hear the voice of the show calling every single one of the Atlanta games. It is kind of an out-of-body experience in many ways. Yeah, it's it's really great. And 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 to, to the point about Jeff Francoeur, it's it's that I'm finally having that experience of a guy I grew up watching is the TV analyst now. Yeah. You know, like and he's really Don, good with Don Sutton back in the day or, or so so much. And it's it's you finally get that double perspective of of this person. And and yeah, he has done a really good job. Braves have one of the best best broadcast crews in, in MLB. Frenchie's got a really good chance to um to to kind of be that 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 next wave of long-term radio you know broadcast guys not not just radio but just broadcast guys he has a yeah he has a great voice for it he has a really really good uh way of speaking and i love during the broadcast we can hear him crack two three four beers during a broadcast <laughs> uh, they'll show pictures of him and it'll only be water bottles but it's like Water bottles don't sound like that, bud. <laughs> we, we, know, we know what you're drinking back there. Makes you wonder what he was doing in the dugout back when he played. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, dude, he he had times in, at the Braves where I'm convinced he would have swung at the rosin bag if they would have thrown it over there. So I'm, <laughs> I'm fully aware of what he probably was drinking in the dugout, too. One of my favorite players from growing up, for sure. Really took Atlanta by storm when he came up. Local guy. Really, it's one of, one of the most underappreciated Braves of, of the TBS era, in my opinion. So, so glad he didn't go to Clemson to play strong safety like he had an offer to. <laughs> it, that This was before Clemson was the Clemson we know today, though. So, like, it, it wasn't like he had a big football offer. Yeah. Clemson wasn't all that at that time. The Tommy Bowden days. It, um, yes, it, exactly. Baseball was the correct route, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> it is our spring potpourri here on the right hash here in the Nasser Alexander Kuchecki Studios. Last thing I've really got. Um, just, you know, SEC baseball, Georgia has been having a tough year, uh, but they did get a series win against Arkansas. They were playing Thursday through Saturday this week, one Thursday, uh, one, one last night 
uh, seven to three, six to five on Thursday against a real a top ten opponent. Um, and I just I just want to say it's a, it's a a result this this team's been looking for and deserves. It's it's been a rough year. Probably not going to make it into the NCAA tournament. Um, but for a while, it looked like they might not even qualify for the SEC tournament. And Georgia's picked themselves up off the mat. Wins over series wins over Kentucky and now Arkansas. Played Florida really really tough in Gainesville. So just wanted to shout out um, guy a couple guys from that team. Um, Charlie Condon, 17 home runs as a freshman, true freshman, by the way, um, you know, re- really strong candidate for SEC freshman of the year. If Ethan Petrie wasn't, uh, at, uh, at South Carolina, tearing it up and Charlie Goldstein, left-handed pitcher. Uh, he was a bullpen guy at the beginning of the year. We needed someone to slide into the, the, uh, weekend rotation. He's done that. He pitched really well last night, six plus innings. Um, and each of his last three starts, he's gone a career high in innings. So just a re- report from Athens real quick. Uh, it's not been the best season, but uh, it's been a decent couple weeks for the dogs. And definitely, definitely those, those guys and a couple others have, have something to do with that. So just wanted to, wanted to get that in there at the end of the show, touch on some, some SEC baseball. Yeah. I mean, t- Tennessee also struggling, but you know, uh, it, it's what happens when you, when you turn over eight of your guys in the lineup. And, uh, you know, you, you had some some pitchers last year who had veteran leadership that got drafted. You can tell that they're kind of the the veterans in the clubhouse, but they're not quite ready for it yet. Um, it's just the nature of the SEC this year, man. There's I mean, the the, the, the top 25, I mean, the, the top six are five SEC teams. Wake Forest is the only not SEC team in the top six. Um, it's it's insane how difficult this this conference is, especially if you have to play any of them. Uh, I'm enjoying this matchup between Florida and South Carolina right now. Uh, that is some big time baseball. Tennessee got a, a a hell of a win last night in a walk off over Vanderbilt, um, but it's it's not been the dream season that all Tennessee fans wanted. Um, I, I think some folks had expectations that we were just going to pick back up and. You know, but because we have talent on the roster, that experience doesn't matter. Um, and in, in, in baseball, it's one of the only things that actually does matter day to day is just your experience. It's um, it's something Tennessee is, is is getting day by day. the 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 question I have about the roster about the team is they just they're not getting better on defense. They're not getting better at base running, and this is something that uh play the base running at least is something that plagued last year's team as well so it's something that is either not being coached right maybe not being coached at all um something tony vitello needs to address and 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 fix um i can understand it if you have guys like this year who are having you know defensive issues somewhat you know they're all playing some different positions than what they did in high school playing different positions than what they did last year. Um, and some of them play different positions just during, during the week, trying to find the best spot for them. But what, when you add in the fact that it, that, you know, base running and fielding were an issue for last year's team as well, it, it starts to really highlight um, the, the, the youth and inexperience of Tony Vitello as they had coach. This isn't a guy like Dave Van Horn, who has been, you know, coaching sec baseball for 20 years um it's you know he's he's fairly new got really really hot and the 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 interrogation light bulb got really bright on him last year there's a lot of stuff has happened really fast with the baseball program in the last you know 14 months and you you can tell it's it 
not wearing on him, but it is certainly, uh, you know, maybe all happened faster than anyone was ready to, to process. Uh, couple that with the fact that they've had to play LSU, Florida, Arkansas, and Vanderbilt right out of the gate in SEC play. Um, it, it's, it's not been uh, a great season. They've only lost one series, which, you know, with those teams that I've mentioned is not bad, just considering the inexperience on the squad. But it, it doesn't get a whole lot easier. Uh, Got to finish out Vanderbilt, have to play Mississippi State, go to Georgia, who, as you mentioned, is playing some good baseball in their own right. Um, had to play Kentucky and then finish off the season with South Carolina. Uh, it, it, it doesn't get any easier. And th- these guys have to figure it out some sometime. Um, I, I have hope there's so much talent, pure talent on this roster that if they're able to develop a couple of true leaders and, uh, you know, just mature as a squad, I could see this being a team that you don't want to play at the end of the season. Um, a lot of folks have tossed around the the concept of like what happened with Ole Miss last year where they were, you know, preseason number one and just got, you know, fell off the cliff, snuck back into the, uh, to, you know, to, to the regionals and wound up winning the whole thing because they, they had a lot of talent. It just wasn't ready. Um, I, I, I get it, but that's really the exception to the rule. That doesn't mean it's going to happen again. There, there's, a, there's a reason it stands out. It's because that doesn't happen. Um, Tennessee has the, the talent to do it, but I, I just don't get the feeling so far. Um, I, I think next year is the year that Tennessee needs to, to earmark for actual competition yeah first weekend in may first full weekend in may uh we'll have a uh, georgia and tennessee from athens and foley field and that will be a uh that 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 might we might have to just just drive down overnight one night and do like a right hash live from uh from from an sec series and then then drive back and so i can actually do what i'm supposed to do in the studio for the game that that would be fun pipe dream Let's talk about a pipe it. dream here <laughs> on the right hash you know these studio these studios are amorphous as we say so so yeah maybe we'll get maybe, maybe well more on that series when when it comes but yeah just wanted to get wanted to get cover cover all the bases so to speak uh nhl nba mlb college baseball here on our spring pot parade so alex thanks a lot for joining me on this Kind of a dreary Saturday morning. I think it's supposed to get a little bit better, though. So what What better of a day to uh, to sit around and just watch sports on a Saturday? I haven't seen the outside in like three weeks, so I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, there you have it. You, you know you know exactly what's happening today in the uh, Harnett County branch of the uh, Nasser Alexander Kucheki Studios. Once again, thanks Dude, a lot for tuning I, in. And yeah, go so, sorry, sorry to cut you off in your in your closeout, but th- this this is one of the really really fun sports times. Even though NHL and NBA are not like my particular cups of tea, when they're both happening at the same time every single night, and it's playoff stakes every single night they become infinitely more palatable and a lot of fun to watch. So I I am thoroughly, thoroughly excited to watch the remainder of the playoffs in both of those sports. Yep. So two more months of this, baby. Just, just keep, keep every night down. (laughs) So it's what makes the sting of no football kind of okay. Yeah. You mean you don't watch the uh, XFL? (laughs) Oh, no, I do. But like you said, I have a couple of screens. (laughs) And there you have it. 
another show in the books. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And if you have not caught our draft needs preview, go ahead, tune into that down on our Spotify or our Twitter. And next week we will have our mock first round coming to you. We're excited about that. That last year we'll be doing it again. Thanks a lot for everybody for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on the right hash from the Nostra Alexander. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. But when I see you hanging about with anyone, it's not unusual.